Hello and welcome to the Green Pole podcast. Um, tonight it's just me and Frankie P. Taylor. Um, so Dan Crawford has let us down. Yes, Dan, we're going to air you out on the podcast. Um, we'll be pre- previewing the Arsenal game, which is at the Emirates on Saturday. Um, and in my opinion, it's probably going to be our biggest test so far. How are you doing, Frankie? And how's your week been so far? Uh, yeah, not too, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. It's a shame Dan can't, uh, Dan can't make it, but it is going to lead to the highest rated podcast we've done so far. So. <laughs> I certainly <laughs> hope so. <laughs> the, the two stars of the show over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my week's been all right. I mean, same old, same old. Half an eye on the uh, on the transfer window, the other half on work. So um, yeah, I can't complain, mate. How about yours? Yes, yeah, same, same. Really, just doing a few uh, interviews this week. Um, I did one with Robert Wilson, who was fantastic. There's also someone else, which will come out in two parts. I don't want to spoil it too much. Um, but the first the first sort of interview, you know, I thought went so well. Um, I, he said he'll happily come back on to do a second part. So that will hopefully be released within the next little week or two. Um, but yeah, other than that, just looking forward to Saturday, really. Um, but yeah, let's sort of get into it. Um, as you mentioned, no sign-ins yet this week. Are you starting to get worried? Because I know I am. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm there yet. Uh, I, I mean, we've still got a, a week, right? I think it's always tough once the season starts to 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 do both which is i've always found odd it always seems to be the way once the season starts things seem to slow down a lot even though nowadays the people doing the transfer dealings have nothing to do with the the weekly schedule of like a head coach and focusing on the game on saturdays it's a bit bizarre but i'm not too uh i'm not too panicked i think we're just at that tony khan stage where he likes to have a few irons in the fire i mean <laughs> today we've seen already we've gone from I'm going to butcher the name, Levin Kazawa from PSG, seemingly switch into a loan move for Sergio Reggie on from Tottenham. And I think that would be the case with like Neil Mope, Justin Cliver. But we've heard about this for a few weeks, but Tony loves Tony loves to do his last minute. What else is, what else is available? What's, what's <laughs> cropping up now? What deal can I do? Um, so I'm not panicking, but I think it's going to be a busy final week. How, how do you feel? Yeah, because... I'm pretty sure we, we Serge Aurier is a name that I've been <laughs> seeing quite often. So we're trying to replicate Tottenham's wingbacks, I think, from last season. Um, I am a little bit worried, only because you know, Saturday was fun, was a fantastic result. We did have Stansfield starting, um, and you know, Cabano's out, Solomon's out, and I just if I'm not sure if Cabano's fit for Saturday. Um, but if he's not, you know, we're relying on Stansfield to play three games in the space of seven days. Um, for someone that's not had much pre-season, I know he's played a bit here and there, but it's asking him to do a lot. And when you come up against the likes of, you know, Martinelli, Saka, it's go- it's going to push him to the limit, I think. But it would have been nice to have a sign-in, at least one sign-in come in this week. Yes, they wouldn't have had time to to train too much but just for the fact that even if there's someone on the bench to come on to perhaps change a game just for my own peace of mind um, yeah I would have liked to have seen one signing but touching on Crawley um, I know 
I don't want to talk about it, but I feel we we should because <laughs> we've not done a, a, a match review on that. <laughs> Tell me, speak to me about that game um, because it was. Yes, we made ten changes, and yes, you know we, we should still be beating Crawley, um, but yeah, it sounds as if we went went down with, without a whimper. Yeah, it, it didn't sound um, too good a performance from the boys. Um, <clears throat> I think most, what disappointed me the most is uh, Diop and Duffy at the back. Really, uh, some of the just watching the Crawley goals, they they look all over the place, like they weren't that bothered, like they weren't really fit or firing at all. And you think like it's their it's their first starts for the club. I would like to have seen a bit more. Um, but it might even have been you, mate, in the in the Hamian chat. It just went well. Marco Silva's got the easiest uh, team selection of his life at the weekend. Like yeah. no one there showed that they should play on Saturday, and I think that sums it. That sums it up well. It's a shame because I was I was looking forward to a few cup games. Maybe uh, you get into the later stages and things start to get interesting. But at the first hurdle, might as, might as well have not played it to be honest. Well. That's it. Now, I, I saw the team news when it was first announced and I thought, OK, well, you've got Rodak and Babu, um, Diop, Duffy and Brian. And I, I first, my first reaction was, OK, well, we're not going to be conceding tonight. Um, I just worry whether we're going to score on the other end. And as it proved, we, we could have been playing till now and we still wouldn't have scored. Um, but it, I suppose it is quite difficult asking the likes of Diop and Duffy to say, look, you know, yes, You've not played many minutes, but it's a run out. But it's a game we should be winning. And I suppose it is hard for them to find that motivation to to get up for a game on a Tuesday night away to Crawley in a game where it's a lose-lose situation. Yeah. Um, in the sense that if you win, yeah, you're expected to win. But if you lose, <laughs> expect all the, all the criticism that's going to come your way. Yeah, that's... That's it. Like, I mean, at work this week, it's, it's all being like, oh, how did you lose the Crawley? And then you have to explain, oh, it's all these changes. It weren't our property. Like, Mitrovic didn't even travel. Um, <laughs> it's that whole headache. But, I mean, what also disappointed me is that the likes of Nathaniel Chalabar, who I'm, I'm presuming if Schiapolinio gets suspended or injured, that's our go-to in that sort of destructor role. Mm. And <laughs> he got... He got bodied by by Crawley. He's being embodied by <laughs> League Two players, and it's like, is that really? A, what does that say about a strength and depth? Please, God, Jalpalinia never get injured, never get suspended. Wrap him in cotton wool. Yeah, absolutely. It was yeah, it was just a nightmare. It was a bit of a horror horror evening, I think, for everyone, and it was kind of a move on, which is a shame because there were so many debuts. The odd, uh, there was a couple of academy debuts, and you want it to be a nice positive a nice positive discussion point. We should be talking about Marshall Goddard and uh, Terry Ablade and Luke Harris, like having his first start, but, but we're not, we might as well have not been there. It was an extension of the preseason. It felt like. Yeah. And yes, it's funny. Cause I was what, what, uh, well, listening to talk sport a couple of weeks ago and um, they had that discussion whether the league cup should still be continuing. Um, and, because not many teams take it seriously, is it just a hindrance to a lot of teams? You know, for example, teams at the top of the Premier League, they have an A and a B team, they'll compete anyway for most of the competition. But for teams like for us, for example, it is a distraction because we yeah. are trying to, we've just been promoted to the Premier League. 
it's the last thing on our mind, you know. But I suppose the biggest dis- disappointment for me was we started up the season so well, five points in three games. And yes, there was changes, but just to get that momentum going, it probably won't make any difference going into Saturday, but just, I suppose, I hate losing games anyway. But when you're losing to teams that you should be beating, <laughs> just makes it worse. Yeah, I, I guess what is refreshing is that this is the one game we've had to do a post, uh, post-game pod, and it's been a loss. So um, <laughs> I'm definitely not looking forward to the one that we need to take a bit more seriously. And, you know, not to jump to Saturday, but it could be next week. <laughs> I don't and yeah, it's so. The next question, which I had written down, was: We sit, as I said, we sit on five points in three games. How do we approach Saturday? Now, it's arguably going to be our biggest test for me. Yes, Liverpool on paper was our biggest test, but I think the way the season's planning out, you know, they've won all three games. They've scored is it nine goals? I think they've only conceded five shots on target in those three games as well. Do we just sort of release the handbrakes and go, right, we're just going to attack? Or do we play more conservatively and play on a counter? Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a tough, a tough game. I'm really not looking forward to it at all. Like it's been, I could go on for half hour talking about the, the Arteta rebuild of Arsenal, but they've added Gabriel Jesus and uh, Zinchenko, which seems to have done them the world of goods. And they, they look, they look, I don't even know. I don't even know. It's like another level. And there is in the Premier League. There's sort of your mid-table, your relegation fodder, and then your top six. And for Arsenal, for a long time, haven't looked like part of that top six or that top two or the three sort of contesting for the title. But so far this season, they do. And it's it's unnerving a little bit. Um, mm. But in terms of how we approach, I feel like it'll be similar to Liverpool. I don't think we were defensive against Liverpool, but I think it was a structure that was compact and it was focused on and understanding that we weren't going to have the majority of the ball. So you need to find it difficult to break us down. We're going to get in your face a little bit. You're not just going to have 12, 11 men behind the ball. Um, just watching you pass it around the penalty box. We're going to press you, but in a defensive compact shape. And then when we do get possession, it's about doing the right things with it. And I think that was the key thing from the Liverpool game is, we had little of the ball, but we seen it felt like we did so much more than Liverpool when we did have it. So it's all about finding Mitrovic and Andreas and playing off them quickly, direct to goal, trying to get move from defence to attack really, really quickly. Um, yeah, I think it's it's not going to be a long ball type of game. I think it's going to be a manipulation of space. Where can we find the space and how can we attack it and how can we get from our penalty box to Arsenal's and having a shot and goal as quickly as possible. But judging by Arsenal's first three games, it's going to be a tough task this weekend. It is. And that transition that you're speaking about, I don't get wrong, I can see where, how we score. Um, if they have White or Tomiyasu on the right back and then they've got Zinchenko left back, you know, Tete and Robinson, if they can get the balls into the box... Mitrovic is going to have a fielder. Mm. He'll, he'll just peel on, peel off to you know, the smallest wing-backs and he'll win every header. But my biggest problem and my biggest worry is keeping the ball out of our own net because yeah. the way they attack and the way they like to press, 
you know, they they like to get the ball out wide as quick as possible. And then they rely on the likes of Martinelli and Saka and Jesus, who likes to pill out, you know, to, to get the balls into the box. So the goals we've conceded against Liverpool and Brentford, you know, the balls went out to the edge of the 18-yard box across the face of goal. That's how, that's where I'm worried most because I think the likes of Paulina and Pereira and Reed. I suppose if you're talking matchups, my the one I'm looking forward to most is Palinia against Odegaard. I think whoever wins that battle will have a big say on what the outcome of the match will be. Um, yeah. Because you know Octopus legs himself. I think he could <laughs> he could he could walk into most teams in the Premier League. You know maybe yeah. maybe not Man City, but and probably Liverpool, but the rest. I think he's he. <laughs> I know it's only been three games. We've not seen an awful lot of him, but he just looks so ahead of everyone else on that pitch. Um, he does, and and his the job he's asked to do, he's so good at it. He's he knows exactly what he's required to do. He doesn't need to do anything fancy. It's about regaining possession. It's about making the opposition uncomfortable. And then letting the attacking players do the job. And when you when you do take break down that sort of defensive midfield role into down to that degree, there's not many players in the Premier League so far this season that are having a better season than Jao Palidia. Yeah. And that's and again, that relationship with Reed and Andreas is going to be so important. Um and as you mentioned, getting from our box to their box and having a shot on target. I think the pace and the flair of Andreas, it's also going to be so important in, you know, breaking the lines and trying to get up the field as quick as possible. You know, I do, I do think there's goals to be scored on Saturday, yeah. but I just worry for every goal we score, they have the power to score two and three on top. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's giving me sleepless nights. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I wasn't on the pre-Liverpool pod, but I mean, from the three games I've done so far, this is the most daunting. It's kind of looked towards. Uh, it's 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 a bit it's a bit scary. Just that there's just the talent. I mean, we've spoken about Arsenal, but we've not even mentioned sort of Gabriel Martinelli, Bukayo Saka, um, like Saliba at the back. Like they've got a really good team. They've built a really good team together. Um, it's, it's going to be a really tough test. I would, I would love to put. Uh, it's, it's, it's the old, it's the old uh, betting sort of problem where it's like, well, Arsenal got to win, lose at some point. Like, they've, <laughs> they've got to drop points somewhere. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you never know. Any given Sunday or Saturday, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, I think it's going to be an interesting tactical battle. I think we're going to have to be on song. We're going to need big games from the back four, from the two in front. From everyone, really, all eleven players are going to have to have a good performance, like the Liverpool game. Now, the benefit of the Liverpool game is that we was at Craven Cottage, and the crowd was unbelievable that day. Yeah. Arsenal are going to—it's going to be the complete opposite. We're going to have to put that sort of application as the as the away side, as the enemy, uh, and that small pocket of Fulham fans will hopefully be able to cheer us on to to getting something from this game. Yeah, it's actually I'm actually going on Saturday, and it's going to be my son's first away game. And um, he's been coming with me for the last sort of four years. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm lo- I'm looking forward to it, and I'm hoping we walk away with a positive result. 
Um, but in regards to a starting lineup, um, name your 11 for me. Right, I think it's uh, Leno continues in goal. Um, I think kind of common consensus is once he gets the start, he's not dropping it until he has a few howlers in a row. Um, I'm keeping Kenny Tete uh, right back, just with Mbabu playing 90. And I think Mbabu can do some good work in the final sort of half hour again, uh, especially if we're still playing on the counter. There's still a result to be to be gained that I think Mbabu's sort of pace on the overlap will help a lot. Um, Tossin and Ream continue down the middle for me uh, with Anthony Robinson at left back. I mean, Joe Bryan getting hauled off at half time. Crawley definitely didn't do his full career any any sort of good, let alone let alone give it, getting a Premier League start. Uh, Reed and Paulinho in midfield, uh, Stansfield on the right, Andreas down uh, in the sort of 10. Uh, Bobby on the left, Mitrovic up top. So it's uh, no changes for me. Um, but I guess I could see a situation where Marco Silva goes maybe Kevin and Barbu over Kenny Tete, but I'd be surprised. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say, agree with this at the same 11. Um, it's just a bench, isn't it? That, that's, that's, that's the biggest worry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's there's no depth, to, especially in the attacking areas. It, I mean, it goes back to the to the Brentford game where I don't think any of us really saw bringing on Tom Kearney and Kevin and Barbu as this great sort of moment where right we're chasing the game now. This is this is it. This is going to turn the tide attacking wise in our favour. Um, but I mean, they obviously proved us wrong. But it is a Again, like the task is hard enough as it is, let alone not really having a full full squad of players available. Yeah. Would would you not be or would Marco Silva even not be sort of willing to play Tete and Mbabu on Saturday? I mean I mean possibly. I'm I'm all for it. I I'm all for playing five at the back. I think Tenny's Tete Kenny Tete, I was almost said. <laughs> Kenny Kenny Tete's big perk is he he's he's com- combative he's really good in those defensive actions whether it's tackles and and, and interceptions and Mbabu's uh, flyer going forward so I'd be all up for tucking Kenny Tete into that sort of right centre half role and Mbabu right back but I guess if Stanfield Stanfield sh- struggling sort of physically you could just play Mbabu on the right wing yeah um, that, that was my sort of first thought is you could you could even put whether that's Tete or Mbabu up there because you know as we mentioned they do like to get the ball out wide so yeah. if anything it, it gives the right back a bit of cover um, I mean yeah I can I can see that thought going through Marco Silva's mind um, I mean he, he, I'm sure he'll be rattling over every sort of selection and combination possible um, but he surprised us against Brentford by throwing Leno in well, he surprised me at least um, so soon given that Rodak got the go-ahead uh, uh, at Wolves the week before. So he may surprise us with, uh, with a different sort of team here, uh, which is probably a good thing. Keep the opposition guessing as well. It's no good if the same eleven is just going to play every week because the opposition knows exactly what you're going to do. Exactly. So come on, score prediction. What are you saying? <laughs> do you know what? I wrote down 1-0, but I didn't say to who. <laughs> <laughs> We will take that. <laughs> I, I might just vaguely say 1-0 and be like, I told you so. <laughs> um, 
I do think Arsenal win this. And I think if I was if I was going with my head instead of my heart, I'd probably say more like 2-0, 3-1 sort of range. But I mean, I'd take a 1-0 right now, I guess. Um, but how about you, mate? How do you see this one going? Yeah, see, I'm more f- along the lines of a 3-1 defeat. I do think it will be... A, mm. It's going to be a tight, tight sort of first 30, 35 minutes. Um, I do think they'll t- they'll go one up, we'll get it back, and then they'll throw on whether it's Vieira or someone off the bench, uh, um, this Emil Smith Rowe, whatever his name is. You know, they have that firepower, and I think where we're going to be, you know, trying to keep keep the score level, I think they'll um, just have that bit more energy to to pick us off. But listening to a few different Arsenal pods over the last couple of days they're really worried about Mitrovic which is nice it's nice being a Fulham fan and every podcast everyone you listen to it's Mitrovic 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 so you know they are worried so yeah as you said they have to lose sometime the law of averages says you know they're not going to win every game so so why not let the first defeat be this Saturday and I suppose we're just relying on a bit of complacency from them creeping in because you ask an Arsenal fan oh how you getting on Saturday oh well we're going to win easy so hopefully their players have the same mentality and that's where we can yeah yeah well it's, it's encouraging to already hear that the uh, the Arsenal fans are worried about Mitrovic he's already put into bed the myth that he can't do it in the Premier League so uh, teams are already scared of coming up against him uh, I must admit I've taken him out of my uh, fantasy football lineup. <laughs> Uh, and I've captain Jesus, which I haven't done all so far this season. So <laughs> I said one nil, but maybe my maybe I am thinking something a little more sinister from Arsenal this weekend. <laughs> uh, but I think there's one thing Fulham has shown this season is that we're going to compete and we're going to fight for it. Uh, at least in the Premier League, we'll brush over the Crawley Town debacle. Um, yeah, as I, I think that's it. I think it's just a case of on any given Saturday, this is what this is what we. Watch the games for this is what this is what we love to see. This is what this is what winning the championship was all about to come in here and potentially get results against the likes of Liverpool and now against Arsenal. Anyone can beat anyone on any any given day. So hopefully it's Fulham's day on uh, Saturday. Yeah, I vaguely remember Hull when they got promoted for the first time. They went to the Emirates. I think it was after four or five games, and they won one nil. I think Giovanni. Scored a free kick. I don't know why I remember this, but and um, yeah, Hull won one nil at the Emirates. They'd only just got promoted, and do you know what? I take an Andreas Pereira twenty five thirty yard free kick in the ninetieth minute, and just having a fantastic evening. And uh, just- I mean, put him. <laughs> Put him in the Fulham record books at that point. But that, it's funny you say that because the moment you said Hull, I thought we was going to talk about us going up to Hull on that uh, opening day of that season. I think Giovanni done it there as well. Yeah, but that's because we had um, Paul Koncheski playing left back. Um, and, I know, <laughs> and I know Gary C uh, is, listens to the podcast. He will laugh at that. Um, but yeah, that's the reason why we lost that day. Um, and <laughs> Nothing it, it, to do it, with having Seol <laughs> Kihun or whoever it was up top as well. He actually scored the first goal and he we thought, oh, it's going to be a great day. Yeah. Yeah, then the old Giovanni put, put that to bed pretty quickly. Yeah, you just knew we were going to lose. I think everyone knew we were going to lose before a ball was kicked that game. But, yeah. <laughs> Ash, 
<laughs> so I know we're completely like holding up the podcast, but the next week I'm fairly certain we beat Arsenal, which is, you know, this is all come full oh, circle. Oh, we did. Hangalam, wasn't it? Was it the one year? It was the one nil. Um, There's a reason why we mentioned Hull for this exact moment. <laughs> it was all designed, pre-planned. Uh, we wrote this out. <laughs> yeah, as you as they can, pro- as the listeners can probably tell, it definitely wasn't planned. Um, look, I just want to say, Frankie, thank you for uh, joining me. Um, we are a man short or a a person short tonight, um, so it's probably why there's been a bit of, you know. <laughs> a bit of I'm in an R ring quite a lot for myself. It's it is what it is. Um I reckon, as I said with with Frankie, we'll probably lose three one. But hopefully when we come on Sunday, we will be discussing a Fulham victory or just you know, at the start of the season, you just want a good performance. So if we lose, as long as we lose with a bit of credit, I think we'll both take that yeah. Frankie, won't we? Yeah, I mean completely completely agree with that i'll t- i'll take a 2-0 if we if we show ourselves to be competitive again um and be in the game what i don't want is sort of a 3-4-0 at half time and the second half is just right let's just take us home boys like it's just 45 minutes it's damage limitation so yeah just I, I completely agree with with everything you just said just i'll i'll take i'll take a loss as long as the performance is fitting yeah. Now, I hope everyone that's listening has a fantastic weekend. Um, and, you know, the, the ones that are travelling to Arsenal have a safe journey. Um, and yes, you'll be hearing from us on Sunday, hopefully discussing a Fulham win. And come on, you whites. Thanks, Frankie. Cheers, mate.